the Stock Talk Podcast, where topics are covered and questions are answered across all parts of the show stock industry. Get ready to learn and laugh with your hosts, Trevor Kirkpatrick and Corey Edge. Corey, we're still here at the National Junior Show Summer Type Conference, yes. Des Moines, Iowa. Yep. And we just had our good uh, teammate now, Jace Tarbell, on. Pretty excited about it. Yeah. Um, sorry, Jace. Probably not going to get an ad read in this one, buddy. Yeah. No, you're just, entire... you are You are the ad read. Um, but, man, the... Uh, the meeting we had prior to recording this episode. Oof. Um, just so, like, I'm just going to throw it out there. We had Jenna Stanley of Big Paul Lifestyle Company, Fierce Threads. Yep. We had Heidi Anderson of Legacy Livestock Imaging. And we had Jace and us all in one brainstorming session. Woof. My brain still is spinning. Uh, Woof, of, is all, all I can all, say. Man. Um, you know, you want to talk about, we talk about this in the episode some, but just surrounding yourself with the right people, uh, getting yourself to a, a position to be successful in this industry is specifically because we have the right kind of people in our corner, I, I think. There's no doubt. And uh, there's, no, there's no doubt also that um, there's a lot of other people in the industry that have our backs. Yes. That we're happy, you know, extremely happy to be friends with. Um, but from the business side of things, whoa, this yeah. is going to oh, be exciting. Man. And one of those people, um, speaking of, we were not in the show barn. We were over here in the cattle barn here at the Iowa State Fairgrounds yep. and decided to, to get some recording done and have our meeting. But we were luckily enough to have the ability to tune in to the shows happening next door without even being there. How'd you do that? Uh, WaltonLoveCasting.com. What do you know? I saw there was a pygmy goat show. What? I, I don't know if that was on Walton or not, honestly. I just heard Jace asking if I wanted to watch Pygmy Goat Show. <laughs> and they cover a lot of species. They do. So. Um, I actually got to be in studio last weekend. I saw uh, that. On Sunday. Yeah, I judged a California County Fair. Nice. Uh, what species? Sheep and goats. How was it? It was good. Upper end was real good. Uh, so I had gone to Walton to record, uh, you know, just be on the other side of the uh, the sound room, being a commentator and such. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of neat. It was a really cool process. Um, I would encourage everybody, if they haven't already, after listening to us uh, for, I don't know, what's it? it's been over a year and a half now. Over a year and a half, yeah, 18 months. Yeah. Um, please go to waltonwebcasting.com, subscribe, watch. Uh, if you didn't get a chance to be in Des Moines for the National Junior Show. Uh, I'm telling you, the quality of hugs is way up there. Way up there. And it's amazed me, like, they put an unlimited weight on both Barris and Gilts here. Yeah. I need to learn how to keep these things that fresh at 400 pounds. <laughs> You're telling me. I, I think we were talking to some friends of ours, you know. Uh, not too often do you see competitive purebreds showing uh, past, you know, Three, three hundred, you know, two ninety. Yikes! You know, with some fill, maybe three hundred some. But yeah. you know, uh, declaring declaring weights at you know three twenty, three thirty. Yeah. Uh, that's a different that's a different ball game to play as a feeder. And I guess if there's anything that this has taught us is how to manage livestock for a longer period of time. Yes. Uh, now we're still stationed right by Showpig.com's booth. Yes. And they have an exciting way to enter to win. So what I would suggest you do is go to showpig.com's Facebook page yep. and ask the team if you're here in Des Moines. But even if you're not, you can enter to win 
some really cool prizes that I think you should go check out the Facebook page there at showpig.com. And, of course, uh, even if you don't want to play those kind of games, you can play the game of business and give them a call, book your next online sale, uh, because they are by far the leading way to get your show pigs sold and bought. That's right. Uh, for you boar studs out there trying to sell semen, they have a subscriber list. That's what you need. Of like roughly eighteen or 19,000. That's right. That's, thousand. that's that's five figures of emails that they can blast to. So uh, if you're a stud owner, um, and, and this also goes for the show cattle connection page yeah. as well. This yep. isn't just show pig, you know, the wink group. Uh, so, you know, if you're in the, the show cattle game, might not be a bad deal. No. So. Well, our first segment uh, is brought to you by Fierce Threads and the Big Paul Lifestyle Company. Um, we talked with Jenna. They're still evolving. I mean, they, yeah. it's unreal how much they've evolved already, and they're still continuing to change, which I think is what you need to do nowadays. But, guys, I'm serious. They they just came out with some new uh, with some new brand. Uh, they have the belt. They have the cruiser. They have the rock now. Right, so yes. they're getting all kinds of breeds yes. in there. They have and, and if you're a Trump fan, they have a Trump shirt. They have a Trump shirt. He's got uh, big paws. <laughs> I love it. What they say? Uh, but all kinds of branding material. So here we go, folks. Hats off. Do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? You go first. I went first last week. My hat goes off to baby powder. It's 95 degrees. <laughs> baby powder. <laughs> uh, <you laughs> that's know, where I'm at, buddy. That's where you're at. Okay. Let's resume. <laughs> baby powder. You know, um, <laughs> this week, um, my hat goes off to the people that can survive 95 degree weather wearing a face mask. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I mean, I'm you telling wanna, you. Uh, Listen, I, I have not done this yet, but I'm going to have to judge a show this year that's going... I'm going to have to wear a face mask. And I'm a, I'm a big boy, mm-hmm. and I've got a beard, and I don't want to shave my beard, and I'm clearly not going to lose the you weight that I need to lose. You need to make just a, a little patch around your nose and mouth, like a little mask. Just a little... Like a baby mask? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I still feel like that defeats the purpose. But, you know, if you can wear a face mask in 95-degree weather and not complain... My hat goes off to you. That's nice. Yeah. So I think everybody knew where I was going there with the baby. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, uh, that was funny. One of the first things <laughs> I walk into the show barn and Doug Albright is walking spread eagle, <laughs> just like not even bending his knees. He said, I want to try to skip to make it blend in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how's it going? He says, chafing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Struggle is real. That's good stuff. Well, let's uh, get to our episode here. Uh, Jace Tarbell, a guy with uh, many talents, we will, we will hear. Creative brain, passion for the industry, one of the absolute best. If he was in a livestock show in the Grand Drive, I would call that young man who's older than us by just a little bit an absolute hammer. Hammer. When it comes marketing and design please welcome to the show our good buddy longtime friend jace tarbell
Here we are. In Des Moines, Iowa, we didn't think we were going to be saying that this year. No, uh, I was a little worried. There wasn't much information out there on the socials, but um, nonetheless, we're here. And uh, those listening, you're probably going to hear some happy kids in the background. Uh, we are posted up right by the showpig.com booth. Probably, and the, probably other than being completely under the sun, we are in the hottest location we could be here. Yeah, today. no air moving. Uh, we're by the Fierce Threads booth. And we have another sponsor as a guest, Jace Tarbell. What's up, Jace? What's going on? And uh, this is an in-person interview. So uh, those listening to set the scene, we're in the cattle barn here at the the Nashville Junior Show. It's hotter than Haiti. um, But we're happy to be at a a pig show, livestock show. So This is true. We are are live-ish. Don't have a booth this year. I know last year some people enjoyed the the uh, sound booth and all that, but uh, we just decided, you know what? We had a really good meeting. Things are different this. in 2020. They are. Yeah. Much different. <clears throat> so, Jace, let's get started like we always do every week. Uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and what you do for a living. Well, uh, my name is Jace Tarbell. I'm uh, owner of TMD or Tarbell Marketing and Design. Uh, originally from California, uh, recently transplanted into Missouri. Uh, <clears throat> it's been a pretty nice change of pace. Uh, what was the what was the reason for the move? Uh, there's a there's a lady that lives in Missouri. Nice, yep. mm-hmm. lady. Yeah, there is. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, but anyways, I grew up showing pigs. Actually, came in grew up in a rodeo family. Uh, my dad and grandpa both rode rough stock, um, <clears throat> and so kind of was involved in that for a long time. And then, uh, or not personally, but you know, visited many a rodeo in my time. Um, and then got started showing pigs and uh, went to Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. Thought I was going to be a big bad veterinarian. Uh, <laughs> and about after two weeks in, I realized, oh no, I've made a horrible mistake. Uh, I'm not smart enough for this, and I don't want to go to school this long. Uh, and so I thought I wanted to go into sales. And I mean, I think everybody kind of just moves around a little bit when they go to school. They are not real sure what they want to do besides drink beer. Um, <clears throat> and so. I uh, was planning on being in the sales deal for a little while and then uh, skipped a couple classes fairly often. And I don't know anything about that. No, no. I, I was uh, looking back, I'm like, uh, at least it paid off. But there at the time being, I thought, man, this is a really bad idea, but I really don't want to go to class. So instead, I decided to hop onto YouTube, uh, learn how to, how to do Photoshop. So was that... Was the with the Photoshop thing and graphic design always an interest? No. Okay. It actually was never an interest. Uh, I will say, as a kid, yeah. uh, I can remember on the old Sun Glow bags there used to be a barrow on there mm-hmm. uh, that I forever I was like, man, I'd really like that on my show box, but I could never find a good pig to put on the show box. And so when I was sitting there one day, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna draw my own. Gonna... I appreciate you not using the pigs that well, were available at the time. No. Which were, you know, back when when show pigs were being shown uh, at that time, it seemed like the only pigs that were available were, like, still 10 years behind graphically. Oh, for sure. And that's why the Sunglow one, like, actually looked like a, yeah. like a show pig. Everything else looked like a rainbow. Trying to buy that, trying to buy that <laughs> from Cargill probably wouldn't have. It would not have gone well, and I'm yeah. glad I did not get any copyright infringement. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> but anyway, so I got to, you know, toying around on YouTube and 
one thing led to another. I went and uh, I was a milk salesman for a while. Sold glass bottled milk. Uh, there's glass bottled the milk. glass bottled milk. Uh, That's legit. At Rosa Brothers uh, in Central California. Uh, there's probably lots of people out there that have Snapchats of me uh, wearing a milkman costume. Uh, because that is what we had to wear when we would do in-store tastings. This is like old-fashioned milk. This was, it was. Uh, so how, how do the in-store tastings, the in-store milk tastings go? Uh, like, I don't know. Like, have you ever been to Costco? Yeah, but I, I'm just wondering, like, we are tasting pasteurized milk. We are. Straight from the glass bottle. Nothing nothing that's expired, though. Well, hopefully not. Hopefully not. Yeah. And that's, that's the point. So, we, like, people... <laughs> You ever get any lactose, like people that didn't know they were lactose intolerant, do the milk test? No, but we did have lactose-free milk. Mm. Okay. So, Okay. got you there. Yeah, you did. Yep. So the, the, and they could have ice cream. Because oh. most people can't. So, so when I worked for Cargill, I uh, did a summer internship with their, with their pork division before it got sold to JBS. Uh, one, of the, one of the cool things about being there is, is their research and development team was there. Yep. And at the time, their pork division was supplying all of the ground pork for the breakfast burritos. So during the R&D, they were testing. And, I mean, volunteers that worked in the company could go and you... I.E. 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 me. And, like, the two other guys that were college age at the time, we would go and we'd always schedule... Because you could schedule any time during the day. We'd always schedule... As early as we could in the morning when we got there, so that we can have four breakfast burritos. And what we did was yum, yum, yum. <laughs> no, 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 no. What we did was is we ate we ate one, scored it differently for the four. So I don't know how accurate these things actually were going to be for McDonald's. However, we then we kept the other three for yourself and took them back to the desk. Yes, <laughs> yes. Instead of <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what that had to do with milk tasting. Well, yeah. well, just the the, the ta- tasting, the, the tasting part, yeah, gotcha. it, it, gotcha. test tasting, and, and yeah. yeah. So the milk sales didn't work out either. No, I I uh, did that for a little while. I actually interned with them a couple of years and uh, worked for them right out of school. Fun fact: I didn't graduate. Um, <laughs> so, sorry, mom and dad, but. Uh, they, my, She's just finding out. No, they they know, but uh, <laughs> they they knew when my name wasn't in the. Uh, the and, and the book as I walked sure. across the stage. Uh, <clears throat> so I did end up going back to Poly and finishing my degree here. I was like a year and a half ago. Uh, but so worked there for a while. Uh, and then I actually moved to produce sales. Um, I sold blueberries, <laughs> milk, Jack blueberries. <laughs> I mean, it's just sign me up for all. Of it. I did work at Albertsons as well uh, in okay. college and I worked at a Jimmy John's. So, wow. uh, you know, I kind of have the full spectrum. I would think. Sub so fast, you'll freak. I was, I was gonna say it, but yep, yeah, wow. I do love a Jimmy John sandwich. So in the Jace Tarbell story, you you had the Sun Glow pig you wanted on your show box. Mm-hmm. You became a salesman at different levels of life, and the industry now knows you for your amazing graphic design abilities. Yep. At what time did you really start hitting your stride, and how did you learn that? Was it strictly YouTube videos? Was there yep. any mentors? Was completely self-taught. Uh, obviously, like, there's some people I'd ask, like, hey, how do you do this or whatever. Right. But nine times out of ten, I was learning off of YouTube. Um, kind of just started picking stuff up. And I, I always thought, I'm going to pat myself on the back, I always kind of thought I had a good eye for stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't ever have the know-how. Um, and so 
<clears throat> once I kind of got that figured out, I did it on the side for a long time. Um, you, even through all my sales jobs, it was just kind of a side gig, a little extra money on the side. And uh, actually, funny story, uh, you know, we just met with Heidi, but uh, the reason I, I quit my job selling blueberries was because I went to intern for Heidi at Hawaii. Hmm. And so that was the day that I said, hey, I'm going to make Tarbell Marketing and Design a actual reality. And I jumped off the cliff and, well, uh, Those of I'm you listening, that is Heidi Anderson. She's oh, also yeah. another guest. Yep. So. Go back and listen to that episode. It's really, really cool. So that's interesting. Now, what did that internship entail? She's known for photo taking. Were you an ear getter? Were you... I actually edited all the backdrop pictures for Zach Lear that year. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Uh... Wow, the Photoshop was the reason you wanted to get you wanted to learn how to Photoshop. It was. So, fun fact: for the longest time, I did not know how to use any other Adobe programs. Then Photoshop. Then Photoshop. See, so I, fun fact: Edge Club Lamb's logo, uh, and I've done some others. I've all I've also done myself uh, on PowerPoint, though. Oh, well. So logos I mean, look best when they're coming across the slide. You know. Uh, I can't say that my graphic design uh, work is is very good, but if I will say this, if you were my client, yes, and you sent me a PowerPoint of your logo files, I would probably pee myself laughing. <laughs> Have you seen my logo though? It's pretty nice. It's okay. Sick. Give me a break. It's sick. So what are some of the <laughs> what are some of the companies that you've done work for in the industry? Oh, um. I've worked with Walton. I currently still work with Walton Webcasting. Uh, I do a lot with Rogers, Blaine Rogers Livestock. Um, let's see. There's probably. I feel like I'm giving there's like an bunch. award. I, it's like there's I'm a... giving an award acceptance speech, and I need to be like, "There's too many to list." Uh, oh boy, you guys really took me. No, you did Linder, didn't you? I, I, so I did Linder. Big, so I worked work alongside. Big Paul, let's, I, let's, okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, I did a lot of 90% of the Big Paw designs. Um, I work really close with First Thread, so I uh, did some work for Lindner for them. Um, I've done some work for Showtech. Uh, some of my bigger clients, um, James Backman at Small Town Genetics, I do all of their marketing. Um, John Gladman with Gladman Show Cattle in California is uh, one of them. Uh, I do all of Knoth and Olson in Cal, or Knoth and Olson for the main part. Uh, I did all their stuff, I did their logo. Um, now, you don't just do livestock. No. Um, I've done some uh, some construction stuff. Yeah. Um, I haven't done any milk, glass bottle milk stuff. But Sweet. actually, that's a lie, because I did do some stuff when I worked there. Oh, okay. Interesting. <laughs> so right. you've always throw, had throw your... Throwback to the four-year anniversary shirt at Rosa Brothers Milk Company. That was all me. Nice. There you go. So yep. you've always had your hand in design, even when you were selling. Yep. Okay. Now, for those that are listening, Jace, Jace obviously... Um, has been a, a very integral piece to Stock Talk growing uh, in a professional way, I guess, when it comes to how we look. Um, but, Jace, you showed some hogs. I did. What else did you show? Just that pigs. was just, I just showed pigs. Well, I didn't, so California, I, I've, I've not really had the pleasure to be out there ever in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, from what I see on the news, it's a little different world. Great place. A little different world. Yep. You know, I, so I, about, I, I didn't know if you guys were into showing like random things, like show or, turtles. Like show turtles. Um, we'll show a tortoise every now and then, but no okay. show turtles. No show. Okay. There's a difference. I think we just titled the episode. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> the uh, uh, 
California is a pretty nice place. Uh, it, yeah. it has its it has its huge downfalls. Now you said something in our meeting we had here just a couple moments ago that I didn't know. There was no drive-throughs in the town. San Luis Obispo. Yeah. No, yeah. there's not. And that's town ordinance. Yep. And that's actually so. Fun fact: in California, in a lot of towns, plastic bags are banned. Yes. So like, if you go to the grocery store, you got to pay ten cents for a bag. I don't know how that works because it's not really environmentally friendly to, you know, purchase <laughs> somebody egg. to capitalize on the bag rather than <laughs> just use the bag. But uh, in slow, uh, it was there was no drive-throughs, so that made things a little interesting at times. You'd had to if you wanted to go to In-N-Out, that was the only downfall because we didn't have an In-N-Out because there was no drive-throughs. Right. So you had to drive, you know, 20 minutes to get to an In-N-Out. Oh. But it's, you'd drive 20 minutes to get to an In-N-Out. It's kind of, kind of an oxymoron for an In-N-Out. That's true. Not to have an In-N-Out location. That's why we couldn't have one. only go In-N-Out. Exactly. Wow. Boom. Mind blown. <laughs> yep. Uh, I just, I did want to paint the picture, though, for for audience that doesn't know the backstory of Jay Starbell and, and how you have ties to the stock show industry. That was, that was always a passion. Yep. I love this industry. I mean, there's anybody you can ask. I mean... I, they know you. I, I, I love doing it, and we do it all the time, and I'd probably driven. I mean, this is the first year that I haven't driven 28 hours across the country to come to Expo, and um, this is actually the first year in a couple of years that Hannah hasn't shown any pigs here. Uh, Hannah being, I mean, she's pretty much my sister, but uh, be Hannah Seymour, yeah. NJSA president. Yep. Um, <clears throat> shout out. Shout, shout out. Yep. Uh, we were just talking. Um, <clears throat> this is going to be her last hoorah, mm-hmm. so... Um, She's she's done after this, so we are back to showing. Uh, she is going to finish it out, and we're going to do it up. She only lives two hours from me now, so Sweet. she can come over and work all of her pigs herself. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. There you go. Yep. So let's talk about self-branding. Yep. Uh, and you're an integral part of our team right now because we you taught us some things that we're working on ourselves. We sucked. But, we sucked. Yeah, and we're, we're continuing to get better. But give some tips to our listeners about branding themselves, the do's, the don'ts, how to get started. What's and the, uh, number one thing to not do when when trying to self-brand? Ooh, that's a hard, hard thing to think about. Um, <clears throat> this is going to be kind of cliche, but don't get in your own way. Because I think a lot of times... I think we discussed this a little bit earlier was, you know, your logo is not for you. Mm-hmm. It is to represent you and it's for your clients or prospective clients or your customers. And there's too many people that kind of think about, well, I don't like this logo and so I don't want it to represent me rather than thinking about what does this logo stand for? Or, you know, what does my brand feel like? Um, my biggest probably tip to people is to just find somebody that you can trust that's, that's, good, at, uh, that's good in the branding industry or, you know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and just kind of just kind of hear them out. I think a lot of times too many people are like, I want a logo. And I don't think the logo is the first step in a successful business. I think it's usually first on everybody's to-do list. Like right. makes them feel important when they've mm-hmm. got a logo. And that's rightly cool. so. I mean, that's kind of, you know, finally putting the tape on the package of like, hey, it's a sealed deal. We're doing this. Um, but just kind of, you know, reach out to somebody. I think too many people are intimidated by not not feeling like, you know, I, I welcome anybody to, to message us on Facebook or shoot me an email or, or call me and, and just say, hey, you know, I, this is where I'm at. I'm really not sure if I'm set up to be, um, you know, if I'm ready to do this. I actually had an interview with uh, the American Hereford Association last week, um, and one of the questions was like, when do you when do you know when you should rebrand? Mm. 
And I said, Ooh, that's, that's a good question. Like it's, it's, that's a very hard question too a, because yeah. it's so different but for everybody. For and everybody, I said, yeah. I think the main thing is you need to look at your goals and what you're wanting to do and where you're at because, you know, heck, earlier we had talked that like, you know, you, you, might, you might not realize that you're ready for a rebrand. Yeah. But somebody else looking outside and not having their own bias might say, right. hey, this is the time. This is where you're at. We're kind of seeing you plateau. It's time to kind of, you know, up things and just give it a fresh look. I mean, it's like getting a haircut. You don't realize your hair's long until one day you look and you're like, oh, <laughs> I need to. It's where we've been in quarantine for three months. I need a, I need a trim. Yeah. You know, it's same thing with your brand is like you need somebody else to be there to say, hey, it's time to do this. Yeah. Hey, because like I said, yeah. a lot of times people get in their own way and they look at the value of you know, I'm going to spend X amount of money on, on this marketing project that I don't know if I'm ever going to get a return out of it, but they don't look at it as I'm going to invest in this money that's going to represent me for the next however many okay. years. Yeah. So along those lines, this made me think your, your quarantine haircut analogy made me think also of another analogy too along those lines. And, and this is uh, something that, you know, we have for sure realized over the last, I don't know, however long we've been working with you, Jace, but, um, you know, I got a quarantine haircut for my wife. Ooh. Probably wasn't the best haircut I've ever got. She's not a professional haircutter. Nope. It's not her deal. Nope. So, if you are in the market or think you might be ready to either A, start your brand, or B, rebrand and revamp, go to somebody who knows what they're doing. Yes. Well, that was my, but, other, that was my other thing. And two, off of that, you know, just because you need a haircut. Right. I, I think about it as like this. I get a lot of, you know, sometimes you get some people that come to you and they're like, hey, no, this is the way it needs to be done. Right. This is how things need to be done. And I'm like, never have I gone to the doctor and said, doctor, what's wrong with me? And then when he says, you have strep throat, be like, I do not have strep throat. No, You got the COVID. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, that's never been the thing. But for some reason, like for what, in our, and what I do in my line of work, like a lot of times it's kind of like, I, I'm not a robot, you know, I'm, I'm here to, I told you guys when I first started, like, I can just pump out graphics for you, but I'm here to, to help you elevate or up your game and to, you know, show you things that maybe you were blind to or didn't realize was kind of the case. Um, but a lot of that, again, goes back to like, there's too many people that just get in their own way mm -hmm. rather yeah. than just letting things fall together and saying, hey, you know, let things marinate. A lot of times, you know, clients will, I'll shoot over a proof and it'll be like a 10 second response and like, nope, I don't like that. Yeah. Like, well, let it marinate, you know? And th this is talking openly with some of the meetings us three have had here is I was unaware that we had brain recognition. Yep. I didn't know that the diamond S now meant stock talk. And I was so underneath the impression of, okay, stock talk has to be on everything. The, the word stock talk has to be on everything. And in reality, I was trying to cut my own hair. Yep. And which I did during the quarantine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Out. That's <laughs> worse. That's worse it than is. I did. Hey, it actually wasn't that bad. Okay. I will say my first Missouri haircut was not good. It was you, similar. Was it, was it similar a, to cutting was, my own was hair? It, was it a chain or was it a? No, nope, it was a mom and mom pop, pop, mom and pop okay. barbershop, right? Usually that's pretty pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna have a good conversation. You're gonna give me a good haircut. Yeah. I have never had them. Never <laughs> had them take the clippers straight to the top of my head. Oh, <laughs> oh! I went. And at that moment, I thought, you know what? Just let him do what he's gonna do, and you're it'll be all right. I texted Jamie as I left, and I said, "You are not gonna like my haircut." 
because I see, also this is had why not... guys like us grow beards and wear hats. Well, see, so I, I vowed that I was not going to trim my beard until, I mean, obviously, you know, minor trims, but like I had some length Yeah. until the pandemic was over. And I thought I was going to get a trim that day and he took a two blade to it. And I, I mean, I look like a newborn child. <laughs> okay. We're, we're having a lot of fun here. I got to yep. bring this up. I got to bring this up. The nose waxing. Oh, oh boy. Yeah, that, okay, let's set the scene That did not here. feel good. Let's set let's, the scene. Yeah. So, on Snapchat... <laughs> I uh, laughed out loud in my house, by the way. Yes. So, Jace Tarbell, our, our wonderful guest this week, decided to get some nose waxing equipment and put it on Snapchat. Did you put it on your story? Nope. No. Not the story. I'm, I'm not a storyer. Yeah, so it was... I, I like it was, to send it direct to everybody. Okay. It was sent to us, and... That's the groundwork. Let's the best part was that I kind of set the stage within, like, it was a series. Yeah. Yes. Like, you got to see the slow progression. Yeah. He, like, hey, I'm about to wax my nose. Here's what it looks like. Hey, it's in my nose. <laughs> no, no. Okay, let's talk about what was in your nose. It looked like four-inch-long handlebars. They were. Yeah. That were attached to your nose The worst part is that hairs. the wax melted together in the middle. No. So when I yanked them out the first time, it just kind of all came out at once. And then the worst part is that afterwards I took off the mustache protector <laughs> and there was like a glob like right underneath and I'm like, there's no way that I am pulling that dude off. I sat there and just scraped off all the wax that I possibly could. I'd been crying, like literally eyes watering. I, it didn't hurt as bad as I thought it would. You know, like if you pull like one little hair, like your eyes water like yeah, crazy. Yeah. That's what I imagined. This was just a shock. Like, oh. <laughs> and you guys got to see that reaction yes. on Snapchat. Yeah. You know, like, a, whoa, this is, <laughs> that was aggressive. So was that a, was that a purposeful like is that a that's on me kind of thing like oh it was hey, on me my nose hair might yep. be getting out and of control it needed it needed a okay. a stern talking to <laughs> boy oh boy i had to bring that up that i funny. mean i i, I gotta keep um I'm, I'm part portuguese so i gotta keep you know some oh you know portuguese yeah uh so you know i had to keep some stuff in check and apparently the midwest humidity was getting letting it grow out of control a little bit yeah. so you know what we took care of that Gave right. everybody a good laugh. I I laughed I laughed pretty hard. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I I saw the, the 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 groundwork you laid, and I was like. The funny thing uh, is that there were some people that were like, "Oh, like how was that?" Like I was thinking about like genuinely it. interested <laughs> yeah, in like, doing it hey, as well. Like Zach Howell, I know, I know, I know that you inquired. You know, like there's a couple people. Like, can we call out the people that? Yeah, we, I just did. <laughs> well, oh. congratulations, Zach. You made the show. You, you have won one free nose waxing kit. Quick break in the action here with Jace Tarbell. Uh, we still have an amazing sponsor to get to, Legacy Livestock Imaging. Uh, we told you at the beginning of this episode that we had a little meeting with uh, Heidi. And a three-hour meeting. Yeah, three hours. Just a, an awesome person and brilliant mind. But what's more brilliant is the photos that she's taking. So tell us a little bit more about that, Corey. Well, Trevor, if you go to LegacyLivestockImaging.com, you can go and see her whole portfolio of shows, of candids, of weddings, of senior photography, of her her gallery of prints that can be purchased. Oh, uh, she's doing professional headshots for us uh, tomorrow here at the at the Iowa State Fairgrounds. So I'm pretty. Excited we're gonna about get that. some good work. I, I mean, listen, we aren't just telling you about Heidi because we work with her and and we exchange goods uh, and services. We're telling you about her because she is the best. We business. work with we work with those who we like and lift up other. Like she she said this, we work with others who lift up others. Yes, she's one of those. Yes, 
So, so legacylifestockimaging.com. All right, so let's get into some nitty gritty here. Uh, some of the things that's come up uh, in Corey and I's personal lives and just the, the professions we're in with the, the sheep and the hogs and all that. And one of the topics we wanted to bring up was what I call the last year curse. And what that is, is rather your 4-H last year or your NJSA last year, whatever, your show last year, 18, 21 years old. And all of a sudden, it's, oh, it don't matter what our budget is. You got to have the, we got to go all out. We got to win every single show in every single division. It's so-and-so's last year. He or she needs the absolute best one. So I'll just leave it at that. And I want to see what your thoughts are on this last year. Oh my gosh, I gotta, I gotta, gotta win. Um, Tough spot to be. It is. Uh, we're getting ready to be in that spot. Like I told you guys earlier, Hannah's gonna come. She just turned 21 last week, so we'll be next year's gonna be her last year. Um, and her parents probably—I don't know that they really want her to keep showing, but she's gonna keep showing uh, no matter what. Um, but we had kind of discussed a little bit that you know there's been multiple last years for hannah and it's always been like that if this happens oh yeah this will be the last year i'm a firm believer that like hey if you end on a high note if you've hit a high note be done yeah like don't try and brett Favre should have retired right instead like, of coming back don't go back and spoil it because that last thing that you're going to remember is not that you know you just won louisville or you just won whatever it was it's going to be well, I got third place, or I got the gate and showmanship, or whatever it is. Uh, I had to tell Hannah that when we, when she aged out of going to the county fair um, our last year, and she had kind of gone through and won everything she could, and she, they wanted to go back again the next year. You know, they were like, "Well, maybe we could do this," and I said, "No, it's it's done. It's this is it." I'm also a firm believer. I don't the whole no budget thing. Like, let's go all out. Like, if you couldn't go all out prior, right. In terms of like, don't bankrupt yourself to do this. So, yeah. so along those those lines, if you've never owned an expensive piece of livestock, you're not going to know how to treat it. No, and that's what what cracks me up. And and I, there's a lot of people that think, you know, well, I'll spend a lot of money and it's going to be the best one. And I guarantee you, right now, nine times out of ten, the high seller, or the most expensive one, is never the best one. Yeah. yeah. But I, I guarantee you, like I always tell people when we're know finding pigs or i think last year at phoenix we probably had 20 or 25 head and um that were showing and i'm like i don't want to spend a lot of money because i know how expensive this lifestyle is i know what it takes to do it and i know that not all of us are filthy rich yep well and even my, if we act it my thought was where the hell was that thought process all along exactly. we, we kind of touched on this but not even like let's set the budget part aside okay everybody has their own budget but where was this we gotta win yep work ethic like, well, what the hell? Why are we waiting until we're 18 or 21 years old? And it's difficult to find people that really value hard work and really know that you guys will probably see all over. I use the motto, the differences in the details. And I really believe in that because no matter what facet of life or anything that you're doing, like all those details are the things that really, really matter. Yeah. But that they paint the big picture in the long run. And so, you know. All, all the kids that I help, they always are like, you're so crazy about that their hair has to be perfectly brushed in a certain way, you know, before they hit the show ring. And I'm like, it's because those little details matter to me and me going above and beyond to make sure 
that those things are done means that I'm not going to slack on all the other stuff right. too. Yep. And that's same for the kids too. It's if you are if you're paying attention to the details, all the main things are also going to be accomplished because those details are and very fine. All the know? details combined are the, Make big, the big things. Yeah. Yep. Yes. And that's yeah. why I think there's a lot of kids, you know, or showmen or whatever you want to call it, think that you know things just kind of fall in their lap. Yeah. I know as a kid showing, like, I did not win very much. Right. Like, I thought, like, hey, if we want a class at the county fair, like, we're going to Red Lobster because <laughs> my parents are proud of me, uh-huh. you know. And now I'm like, you go to last year, we came here and, you know, we won a class in Crossbreds and, you know, we had a good show and I'm like, it wasn't enough. This isn't it. I, we went to Phoenix last year and I told Hannah if we won Arizona National Guilt Show last year, it was going to be done. We we're not showing anymore. And we were third overall, and we walked out, and I said, well, looks coming like we're back coming next back. year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's yeah. just those types of things where, like, I think having that, when you can find kids, and, and that's the hard part for me, too, helping a lot of families, the kids have to want it. Yeah. Yes. I, big time. Because I'm in that spot a lot of times where I'm like, man, I really, really want them, and I want it for them, but they don't want it, and therefore, no matter what, I can't go show that pig in the show ring. Well, another Californian episode, if you go back and listen to Ernest yep. and his description of the kid has to, or, or his six steps, but number, I'm pretty sure number one was who in the family wants it the most. Yep. Yep. If it's the kid, you're going to be really, really yep. well off Yep. every time. And that's what, you know, there's, I actually, last, uh, was a, last week or two weekends ago, I went to a jackpot show in Missouri and. Uh, met with a family that was from Missouri that kind of asked me to start helping them. And the kid told me, you know, this was like his only thing he does, mm-hmm. right? Most of my families, I'm like, hey, you guys can feed six, eight pigs. That's plenty. And he's like, that's not enough. He's like, this is all I do. He's like, I need like 16. Jeez. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, then is. I'm going to give you 16 of yeah. his. Because to me, that kid is going to go above me on. Right. And he knows that 16 is a lot of work. Yep. But that's yeah. all he does. But guess what? I guarantee you the kids that are winning all these deals, you know, have a huge support system, A. But B, they know the value of hard work. And they know that, hey, if I've got a chore list and i got to get this stuff done every day, I'm going to get it done every day. Yep. Yeah. Whether exactly. that be, you know, dad's going to, you know, lock them outside or whatever it is, they know that, hey, this has to be done. And that's how that's how goals are achieved, I mean, within any any facet of life. I mean you got to do the little things in order to, you know, win big at the end. I, I don't, unfortunately, I think in a society where stuff is so easily handed to you, people kind of take for granted, you know, they can wave a, a wad of cash and then, you know, blow a hawk at home and say, well, we didn't win. And, well, no, you just, you were kind of negligent. Yep. And, you know, didn't really <laughs> yeah. pay attention and, yep. you know, make sure that those things were treated like royalty. So <clears throat> that's kind of, I don't know, I just think go all out the entire time. I mean, yeah. you can... I need to wait till last year. The problem is that I see a lot of people that they try and go all out. I'm doing air quotes. All out, like, early, and they burn out. Yeah. And they don't know how to keep going. Yep. Rather than every year, like, hey, we're going to keep it very concise. I'm like, I want to go in the barn and only see four pigs that I absolutely love or six pigs that I absolutely love or ten or whatever it is. But I don't want all these, you know, other ones that aren't good. Yeah. Side topic. Yep. Spinning off that, it brought up another thought. So, do you think that the this is like totally we're going a different direction, kind of? So the the family the family that's real competitive early on, and those kids are young, 
and they're great showmen. They understand livestock. They probably grew up. Their parents probably are very successful. Do you think that that is why a lot of those families go so multi-species at a high level? Is because they want to create that different that different goal, I guess, because they don't want to get burnt out? I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, if you can go multi-species, kudos. You're more talented than me. Um, I just don't know. I don't know if it's that they're kind of wanting, you know, to change things up to keep themselves from falling in that, right. you know, I'm ready to be done type of deal. And, I, or is it, you know, the fact that they know that we're not going to hit the target every single time. And so when we spread it out over multiple species, we have a much better chance when there's four different targets. Right. Yeah. As I, I don't know what, I don't know what. Just, you know, just an interesting thought though. No, I, mean, yeah. I, I agree. I mean, yeah. I think, you know, you also see some people that try and do that after they've kind of like, I've heard people say like, oh, this is just too easy anymore. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, when was yeah. this ever easy? Yeah. What the hell are you doing? Tell me. <laughs> I'm like, because I, I, I guess I don't, I don't know when it has ever been easy. And if it is easy, like, why are you still doing it? Yeah. Like I do it because it challenges us. Yeah. You know, every it's single time. It's not easy. And that's yeah. why I like it. Oh, yeah. it's, exi- it's, it's fun when you, you might get, you know, you might get stomped. You might come out on top. I don't know. Like, yeah. It's kind of in the hands of somebody else. And well, at the end. Right. But uh, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Nope. Well, let's break down a topic and it's uh, the right way to conduct business. The Breakdown, brought to you by Brad Halford. I don't know. I'm, I'm really trying my radio voice. It's not the greatest. Yeah. Uh, but Brad Halford, located in Kokomo, Indiana. Great folks over there. Don't break down. Go oh. to Brad Halford. There you go. <laughs> uh, and if you do. Well, um, if you break down. If you break down. True. Go to Brad Halford. Either way. Either way, way. Service Department is award-winning. They, they yep. have uh, great uh, great folks over there. Um, Trevor's rear-ran out of his truck. Just kind of gave out on him. So... Um, you know, Brad or, or Zach or any, any of the any of the Howl boys, uh, Trevor might be low hanging fruit for you. Yep. <laughs> anyway, not happy about the it. Break, <laughs> the breakdown uh, this week, we're gonna break down conducting business the right way in the livestock industry, and this this goes beyond uh, exchanging money and shaking hands. This goes to the the mental aspect of doing business right and the relationship aspect of doing business right. Um, and I'm sure a lot of you listening probably have some experience or another with getting burnt or feeling like a bridge uh, was maybe collapsed on you or, uh, you know, business deals gone wrong, things like that. It, it's, it's a tough conversation to have in a livestock deal. I feel like a lot of us don't really want to have it, but I think it's a necessary one. Um, in the environment that we live in currently in 2020, I don't know if anybody saw a tweet that I made recently, but it uh, was something to the effect of uh, it's 2020 and some people uh, don't have your back when you bend over oh, back. I think form. I retweeted it. It was something, yeah, uh, put that on a t-shirt. Yep. Um, but, you know, uh, that's kind of what we're going to break down today. So, Jace, um, maybe, I don't know if you want to talk about life experiences. You can if you'd like. But... You know, in an environment where we are very, very based on relationships, why is it that people have a hard time sticking to uh, good business models on occasion? I think, uh, <clears throat> well, a couple different perspectives for me 
from a from a customer standpoint in the livestock deal, I think too many people are so hungry just to win that they're willing to be in it for the wrong reasons and jump around. And I've, I'm guilty of it in, in some facets. And uh, you know, if if you kind of flopped on one and you, know, you move to the, you, you're going to try something different the next. I mean, rather than kind of coasting it out and building really good relationships, um, as a as a business owner myself, again, I'm guilty of not being the best at all times. But uh, I think honesty is so so crucial uh, in this deal and kind of admitting when you're wrong. And um, you know, sometimes you might have to go back and lick your wounds and and just realize that it's right. And this and the show pig deal or I guess livestock deal in general, um, I, I think the age of going from, uh, you know, in-person private treaty type sales to an online sale aspect has allowed for more fluctuation in how people do business right? because they don't have to face those people. And, I, and it's unfortunate because um, I think, you know, in, in one facet, you, I, I try and do business with people I enjoy doing business with whether or not we win every time, that's, uh, don't get me wrong, I want to win more than anybody, um, but, well, maybe not more than anybody, but I, I think I like to win quite a bit, um, but kind of having those relationships where if I come to World Pork Expo, I want to be able to hang out with the people that I do business with and, yeah. and be able to kind of look them in the face and, and have a genuine conversation, and sometimes that works out, sometimes it doesn't, and that's okay. Um, I was listening to something the other day about, you know, just kind of how how people treat their customers and what keeps people retained and how to keep people coming back to you every time because it's, you know, I think it's fairly common knowledge that it costs us more money to get new customers than it does to keep the old ones. Yep, bingo. Um, and I had thought I'm going to give a little shout out, but uh, we've been buying pigs from the Bratton family for, uh, it's probably been four or five years now. And uh, uh, I can remember last year, uh, we, we had a good year with, with Bratton pigs down in Phoenix and Kaon was so apologetic to me because we didn't win with them, and I said, "Dude, I mean, you guys treat us right every time. I, I know that when when you when you tell me something, you're looking me straight in the eyes, and and it's actually going to be, you know, something, you know, you're actually doing. You're we're, it's an honest word, and and I think, you know, building those relationships in this business is really difficult, especially in today's, you know, pandemic. Who knows what's going on? It's hard to do face-to-face -face business, right? But having that kind of sense of responsibility to do what's right and to be honest and, and transparent and admit when you're wrong and you know just stick to your word I don't, I don't think people stick to their word nearly as much as they used to because they don't have to look people in the eye anymore yeah well and I think <clears throat> to parlay off of the, the doing business with people and coming to a show and hanging out with them you know your customers become friends at that point you know there, there's a balance there and it makes it easy when that happens because you know that type of relationship that you expect from each other. Yep. You know, we need to be professional, we need to be friends, but I think most of that stuff comes natural. And it's those who really sit down and think about how they should treat customers. They either are openly willing to adjust or need, need help, or they're really trying to not screw up. Yep. All, all the other ones kind of comes naturally. Right. You know, customer service is one of the top reasons why people come back and, and I'll, I will completely admit like customer service is also one of the most difficult things it is because yeah. it is really hard to sometimes swallow your words and say hey I screwed up this is my bad whatever it may be and but in those moments I mean kind of just gotta bite the bullet and you yeah. know do what like I said do what's right I think that's the the big thing is you know 
being honest and just kind of, I mean, this is such a tight, I, I say tight knit, I know it's not super, super tight knit, but it is a tight knit community of, of people and, you know, we kind of got, got to support each other because we're all in it together yeah. and um, there's no, no reason to screw over one another and um, we're, nobody's getting out alive, so. Right. Yeah, well, okay, so along those lines, this, I, I want to flip the conversation to the other side and and as a as a customer doing business if you know obviously if you feel a bad business deal going down get out of it as quick as you can um and and, you know try to align yourself with the right people but the the flip side of that too is have some self-awareness when customer service is above and beyond to make sure that you have those people's back as well yep oh because if somebody's willing to go back to bat for you and you're going to do nothing but be on the receiving end and, and you know, collect, collect the, the benefits from it and um, not be a good customer. I think that's another part of, of doing business is also being a good customer. Well, and that's why it's a relationship, yes, you know, and that's exactly. got to be a good relationship because sometimes just things don't work. It, and not everybody's meant to be, you know, in a, a business relationship with one another, but it's it's two ways. It's, you know, the, the business has to give and the customer has to receive, but the customer has to receive, or to the customer has to give and the business has to receive. And, you know, if I go out of my way to help you, you probably should go out of your way yeah. to help me. Well, and, and in this livestock deal, you should have enough respect for the breeder or the business you're doing uh, doing business with to not bring livestock if you're judging that show, yep. for one example. Mm-hmm. Or to not put that person in that position, that pickle of, okay, I know I bought this piece of livestock from them, so I'm just going to skip this show. Yep. That's part of the relationship. Right. R- rather they like it or not. Yep. Well, and it, it's, a mutual, it's a mutual respect thing. Yep. And, and it doesn't, I mean, that's, that is one example. You know, there's others, you know, to, um, you know, there's lots of things that happen within our industry uh, you know, sharing information or or communication stuff like that that happens that um, you know I, I think more people need to be better at. Oh yeah, yeah. we For can sure. all be better at a lot of different yes. things. Yes, yeah. that's true. I mean, we can all kind of like I said, I've I've really you know I think I've been in business now for actually been fully in business for two and a half years, and I will say I've learned a ton of just how to conduct business. I mean, I, I didn't have a business degree. I didn't know, you know, the ins and outs of doing a business. I was just a guy that wanted to get paid for you know, making some ads and logos and stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. But you do learn a bunch and, and you know, what's wrong and what's right. And uh, nobody's perfect and no right. business is perfect. And there's every there's always gonna be something that can be tweaked. And But just kind of like Jenna said earlier, uh, during our meeting, just, just reinventing yourself all yeah. the time and just kind of, you yeah. know, consistently becoming a better version and, and figuring out, you know, kind of, and like I said, it's kind of looking back like we talked about with like a brand refresh or, you know, when it's time to start doing a new logo or whatever, being able to have somebody look at from the outside and say, yeah. hey, this is what you do really good and this is what you do maybe not so good and take it and say, okay, if I want to be better, how, how do I be better? Yeah. You know, whether it be customer service or, you know, business relationships, whatever it may be, like just genuinely wanting to improve. Yeah, that's that's the 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 recognition, and it and personally, I think there's a lot of people that that struggle with the self reflection of like, okay, here's how this went down. What was the situation like? Did I do something wrong? Did they do something wrong? You know, how can I improve that next time? And and actually making that change. Yep. You know, it's one thing to say like, ah, probably messed up here. 
might try not to do that again. Yep. And then, but you don't really. But you don't really, yeah. Well, and it's in college, I, I uh, got to run the Cal Poly's Western Bonanza show for a few years. And I always used to tell people, like, hey, these exhibitors that come in, like, we're here to help them. You know, without them, we don't have this show. You know, we don't have the same thing with any business. Those customers, those, you're there to, you know, you want those customers. You want to make them happy. You want, you know, for you guys, you want to make your listeners happy. And, you know, what can we do? Can we bend over backwards to make sure that happens? Because at the end of the day, if they're happy and they're, you know, content with what we're doing, they're going to go back and they're going to share with their friends and say, hey, they do a great job or, yeah. you know, they, they do this great or, you know, go to them if you really want this type of business. And those things, I think it all kind of just circles back around to, you know, just making sure that you're, always kind of on the up and up and making sure these things are, you know, a positive, a positive thing for everybody. I mean, nobody likes bad deals. Right. Nobody. nobody I, I don't want to have conflict yeah. at all. Yeah. Like, let's just both have a positive experience and we'll be, you know, hanging out later. But yeah, unfortunately it doesn't always go that way. No, it doesn't. And, and, and also not to say that there aren't so many great things that happen when conducting business. Uh, and, and some great business minds and people in the industry, but you know, hence the meeting we just had. Yeah, very true. <laughs> we had an incredible meeting, folks. Uh, big things coming. Well, we're at our last question already. And, Stuck you with uh, that. That is okay. But Jace, we want to know the biggest lessons you've learned so far in the livestock industry. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I don't know. I, th- I think uh, I've learned obviously countless stuff but uh i think really valuing the people that you surround yourself with yep um the connections that you make and uh i can remember i I think it was back in college i can't remember if it was in a class or something and somebody told me you didn't go to class uh, i didn't (laughs) (laughs) the one time i went to class uh said something about it's not um what you know it's who you know and I, i will say like this I never, if you would have asked me five years ago what I've been doing right now, this would have never been on my radar, Mm -hmm. ever. Like, I had no clue that this was going to happen, and I had, you know, every time you start out, it's kind of like, you know, with with a lot of things, if you don't feel like you're the greatest at it, you feel very, you know, resistant to kind of just go for it, and like, well, maybe I'll fail. Maybe I won't be able to do it. Maybe I won't get enough clients, or maybe I'm not good enough. And I think, you know, when you surround yourself with a group of people that believes in you and you've got good connections and people that actually, you know, value you and and what you do, it takes you so much further. I mean, both with what I do work-wise and showing pigs or livestock in in general, I mean, it's those families that maybe they're not blowing tons of money, but you really believe in them and you really, you know, I don't care how much money somebody has to spend – if they're good to me and I'm good to them and I know that they're going to, yep. you know, yep. bust their tail, I'm going to go to bat for them. Yep. Yes. You know, and I'm going to go do the things. And I used to always, when we were uh, buying pigs back when Hannah was probably uh, sophomore or so in high school, I would tell people, I'm like, hey, we don't have a lot of money to spend, but it'll be the best home you've ever sent one to. Yep. You know, we're willing to, you know, build good relationships and, hey, we're, we will do whatever we can, but here's the resources we have. And um, honestly, I, I don't, I wouldn't do it any other way. I don't. We haven't won a you know huge show. We haven't done anything, but man, there's been a ton of memories and yep. uh, there's there's like I said, well, like we talked about earlier about burning out. Like I still feel like there's a 
an upward progression, you yeah. know, like a never ending mountain of like, Hey, there's always more to do. And the people that you, you know, you know, and the relationships that you build are heck, I mean, way more than anything that, you know, anybody else in, in this industry, I think teaches you that far more than anything else that you kind of come across. Yep. No doubt. Totally agree. So, well, Jace, thanks for jumping on an extremely hot day hey, and uh, hot. thanks for being part of the team, man. We're thanks, looking forward man, to a uh, really exciting couple months here so thanks for jumping on thanks guys appreciate it awesome well another good one folks incredible Uh, jace tarbell is uh we could probably piggyback off of that episode um but all the stuff that you're seeing now uh is jace um and the graphics and all that stuff so got an incredible lineup of apparel coming down we had a good meeting about that um but really enjoy our time with jason uh we're recording this a day early yeah we're gonna probably visit with him, yeah. not business you, related. You wanna you wanna talk I, I've got I've got a phrase for to describe Jace Tarbell. Oh boy. A guy that just gets it. Yeah, that's no doubt. A a guy that just And how it. cool is it that he mentors somebody or treats somebody like a sister that's not even really a sister. Like Yeah. I, I mean I, I'm telling you guys, like Jace is a is a good friend. He he's he's done some incredible stuff for us and, and we're, we're we're partners in this deal he's on he's on the team but it's it's not just about how good he is at what he does yep it's it's genuinely the kind of person that he is and, and what he represents in our industry which is which is really really high quality individual who is also very high quality at his job yep no doubt and, it, and it's not like you know if we thought he sucked at graphic design, he wouldn't be, I mean, we wouldn't even be talking to him. Yeah. No. So. Exactly. Well, um, again, during this episode, you're going to hear some background noise that you heard uh, was just the uh, happy kids in the background. We are live at the uh, Summer Type National, National Junior, Junior Show. Show. Yeah. So uh, look forward to you guys next week. Uh, stay tuned on our website, stocktalk-podcast.com. Um, we are working hard to find a winner on the scholarship that'll take some time we've had some other things come up since then um but we're looking forward to talking to you guys in about seven days see you next wednesday i got a good